Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. And then you remember that the Bible tells us that when Satan is finally eliminated from human contact, or rather from the earth, that there'll be nothing that'll hurt or destroy. Praise God, that'll be a great day, won't it? But thank God, we don't have to let Satan dominate us now. Even though he is the God of this world, he doesn't have the right to dominate the church. He doesn't have the right to dominate us as believers. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue with more from the message series by Kenneth E. Hagan. What to do when faith seems weak and victory lost. Stay tuned. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this week's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Kenneth E. Hagan's message. Because of sin, because of the devil, as John Alexander Dowie said, sickness is the foul offspring of his mother, sin, and his father, Satan. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, you see, God warned us these things are happening, but he didn't intend that we'd sin. He didn't intend that they would happen. But it's because that man listened to the devil. Now, we read here in this fourth chapter of, uh, of 2 Corinthians that Satan is the god of this world. Now, you know, he wasn't originally the god of this world. Adam was. See, God made the world. Go back to the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis. And he made the world the fullness thereof. And, and, and it was all good. All of it was good. Wasn't anything bad. And then he, he made his man Adam and he said, Adam, I give you dominion over all the work of my hands. That's over the earth and everything, you see. You, you, you dominate it. In other words, I'm going to make you God of this world. You run it. But then Adam committed high treason and sold out. Now, he didn't have the moral right to do it, but he had the legal right to do it. He sold out to the devil. And you see, the devil then began to dominate upon the earth because Adam had that ability because God had given it to him. But he sold out, you see. Adam sold out to Satan. And so then Satan became the God, if he, we read it, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, whom the God of this world has blinded their minds, Satan became the God of this world. Are you following me? Well, he's not our God. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. So you don't have any right to dominate us. Here's some more scripture that would help you along that line while we're, while we're studying along that line. In this fourth chapter, Luke, and it will uh, explain a lot of things to us and why things happen. See, sometimes people say, oh, well, God will take care of it. They think they turn things over to God sometime when actually they turn it over to the devil. Don't know it. Now notice here, in this fourth chapter of Luke, you'll notice that, uh, we'll just start with the very first verse. It says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did, he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterwards hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. 
And the devil taketh him up into a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Now notice that. The devil showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. Talking about the kingdoms of this world. All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. Now get this. That's sixth verse, the rest of it. Now notice what Satan said. For that is delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. But now I want you to notice that uh, somebody had said, I heard one preacher say, Bless his heart, how stupid can you get? He said, Well, you know, that didn't belong to Satan anyhow. It all belonged to God. He had just a line. Well, if that's the case, Jesus would have known it. it wouldn't have been any temptation here. The Bible said Jesus was tempted. There'd been no temptation to it if that had been the case. And that poor preacher, preaching on the radio. Well, you can't believe everything you hear preached on the radio. There are some good things on there. My program for one, you know. <laughs> but you just can't believe everything, you see. And I thought about that poor, stupid fella actually right there preaching, and yet he unconsciously was accusing the Lord Jesus Christ as perpetuating a fraud and become a partner to a lie and to being dishonest. Because if this wasn't a real, real temptation, then Jesus was dishonest. Amen. Isn't that true? No, you see, Jesus didn't dispute that for a moment that that was delivered to Satan. Notice that Satan said, for that is delivered unto me. He didn't have it to begin with. It was delivered to him. Who delivered it to him? Adam did. Adam delivered it to him. And then you remember that the Bible tells us that when Satan is finally eliminated from human contact, or rather from the earth, that there'll be nothing that'll hurt or destroy. Praise God, that'll be a great day, won't it? But, thank God, we don't have to let Satan dominate us now. Amen. Even though he is the God of this world, he doesn't have the right to dominate the church. He doesn't have the right to dominate us as believers. So then, my first point here was, our step is to recognize the source of the opposition always as being Satan. Too many people are ready to give up on something, you see. Okay, well, instead of recognizing that it's Satan that's trying to keep it from happening. Because, you see, a lot of things that we are praying about, finances, money, healing, so on, uh, have to come to pass in this world realm. Are you following me? Amen. And Satan's at work there. He'll put up every block he can to keep it from happening. Amen. And sometimes if there's the least bit of delay, sometimes well, some people say, well, maybe God don't want me to have that after all. Maybe that's not the will of God and lose out and are defeated when they should recognize the source of all opposition is Satan and not let Satan defeat them. 
Amen. Now we read over there in the 6th chapter of Ephesians about this fact that uh, it is Satan that we have to do with. This is the church at Ephesus that Paul is talking about. And so he plainly said, you know, finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Oh, somebody said, I'm trying to be strong. Never said a word in the world about you being strong. That's where folks miss it again. They stop back in the natural and try to do it themselves. Never said a word, word in the world about you as an individual being strong. He said, finally, that's the 10th verse, the 6th chapter of Ephesians. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord. He didn't say be strong in yourself. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. Not the power of your might, but the power of His might. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. I use an illustration quite frequently. You know, we used to hear people, you know, in testimony meetings say, you know, pray for me that I'll hold out faithful to the end. <laughs> Bless their hearts. You know, and people were just working and struggling, you know, trying to hold on and trying to hold out. They know whether they could or whether they couldn't, you see. But it reminded me of a 1937, you know, when we as American government, we, uh, after the dirigible, you know, from Germany came over in 1936, and we had some experimenting dirigibles, you know, lighter than air aircraft. And they had one up in Akron, Ohio, that they trying to moor to the mast, you know, tall steel tower. And they had about 200 soldiers, you know, it's going to hold these ropes, hold the thing down until they get it secured. And for some reason or another, suddenly that thing just shot right up in there. And I saw a picture of it right on the front page of the Dallas Morning News. Some of these soldiers, you know, had presence of mind enough and that thing shot just turned loose of those ropes. Others didn't. And there's way up there in the air and they couldn't hold on. Finally their hands give out and they fell and just plummeted to the ground and was killed instantly. A number of them were killed. I think uh, there's 30 some odd that were killed and then a whole group more that was seriously injured. Some of them critically. But this one old boy just kept holding on it looked like. And finally for about an hour and 45 minutes they could, they could see him up there dangling. Just out of sight. Looked like a little toy soldier, you know. So far out of sight, you know, people talking about how in the world that fellow hold on like that. Well, he'll give out in a minute, you know. I mean, he's stronger than the rest of them. He held on longer than the rest of them. But you just can't hold on forever. And when he falls that far, man, there won't be anything left to him. Just a big splotch on the ground, you know. But after a while, some of them got back to where he was up there, and they, they pulled that rope up, you know, pulled him up into the gondola. They brought that thing back down, finally got it secured to that tower, and these folks are coming off. They had an ambulance backed up there for him because he's done a superhuman feat. He's held on for about an hour and 45 minutes. And they just know he's exhausted. And so he comes bounding down the steps, you know, and they lay him down on the stretcher and examine him, you know, and he said, nothing wrong with me. Just feel fine. You see him hanging up there. Women fainted and children cried. People passed out, you know, because they know he's going to die like the rest of them. And he said, well, they said, how in the world did you hold on so long? Well, he said, I didn't hold on. He said, when I saw, I was too far from the ground to let go. I had to hold this rope. I had about four feet here. I just held with one hand and I took mother hand and throwed that rope around me and tied it around me and said, I didn't hold it. It held me. 
See, while there's down there on the ground are yelling and are crying and people are fainting and women, you know, passing out and children are crying. Well, he's up there enjoying the scenery, you know, just <laughs> enjoying himself above all of it, see. The rest of them tried to hold on. They couldn't make it. You see, he didn't say be strong in yourself. He didn't say be strong in the power of your mind. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month, we're offering the paperback book by Kenneth E. Hagan, What to Do When Faith Seems Weak and Victory Lost. Plus, the book by Ken Hagan, You Can Make It, and CD message, Walking with God by Ken Hagan. All three tremendous resources are yours for just $14.95. That's $8.95 off the regular price. Call now to get this very special offer, 1-888-FAITH-99. Strengthen your faith and grow. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Start your new year off right. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. As we start the year off, I would like to encourage you that have been partnering with us to continue your partnership or maybe consider increasing your monthly partnership. And if you haven't partnered with us, I would like to ask you, starting with January, that you partner with us this year to help us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue to strengthen our faith with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, what to do when faith seems weak and victory lost. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.